What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. It's Wednesday. It's early. Uh, I'm going on the lake here in a little bit, but I need to get this episode out. Uh, I actually recorded it last week, uh, but the guest asked me to uh, hold off on publishing it until uh, he had some other obligations, some other podcasts, but uh, it's out now. I was excited. Uh, Nate's a great dude. Uh, we met last season at uh, Lake George. Uh, I had dinner with him and uh, some of the other Northeast goons. And uh, great time. They're, they're all all great people. But, uh, dude, Nate, man, it's an incredible story. Uh, he's been through a lot of shit, uh, the the highs and lows, and especially with tournament fishing, man. It's a lot of lows, and it was good to see him uh, getting the money a few week, few weekends ago at uh, Pickwick. And uh, it was just a great story, man. You never thought that third place felt like first place, but uh, it, it did. It, uh, it, was, it was a great accomplishment. So uh, congratulations to him again. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, dude opened up, and a uh, really great conversation. But, uh, dude, everyone do me a favor. Uh, my sponsors, got to get some love out to them. Uh, check out uh, Sticks Fishing. Um, they make great rods, six rods for all your, uh, you know, techniques and lures. Um, and just 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 incredible company that, that supports the shit out of me. So uh, use the discount code DARKWATERS, uh, Exxon Lures, capital D, capital W, 15, and Rogue Fishing Company, um, DARKWATERS for discount code as well. So uh, those are the people that support me, so I support them. Uh, use those discount codes. Get yourself some shit. But anyways, this is gonna be a short, short intro because I got, I got to get, get on the water. So I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll have some, uh, some shit to post about how great of a day it was. But we'll see. Anyway, guys, have a great week. Uh, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao. What's up, Nate? Welcome to the Dark Waters. Oh, uh, what's up, man? Long time no see. What's yeah, up? Yeah, I was just—I was thinking about that like, when you when you because you know I haven't seen you guys in a while. Uh, I, when I saw it was you once. Lake George. Yeah, it was Lake George. We had dinner uh, like before day one. We all ate at a restaurant way up at the north end. But yeah, yeah man, yeah, uh, yeah. lots changed, man. Uh, big things. Congratulations. Uh, Third place isn't a bad place to be anywhere uh, in life, right? No, man, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. It was, uh, such an emotional journey inside and out. Oh, I can't even really put it into words. Exactly. I'll try and roll with it, but (laughs) we'll we'll definitely get into it. But, uh, first time on the show, you know, I know you a little bit just from, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, the the tournaments we've done together, uh, but just go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, just kind of who you are, what you do, you know, things like that, buddy. Uh, my name's Nate Shagnon. Uh, I'm a kayak tournament angler out of Massachusetts. Uh, I fish KBF and MAKB. Um, I love to travel, fish, and basically besides that, all I do is work construction and save up for the next fishing trip. So. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Right on. Well, shit, dude, how did you end up in a kayak, man? Um, wow. Well, we'll start right off the gate with uh, the emotional story. Um, okay. I lost my mother when I was young um, to cancer, and uh, I was like 16, 17. And uh, 18, I moved in with my sister, and uh, a little while after, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, 
I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with my sister for uh, two years while she battled uh, in Nata remission. Um, I mean, it was a lot. I worked three jobs. I was at home giving her medicine and everything else. She went through multiple complications during the time. And uh, kind of she went into a uh, coma at one point. And uh, I was having a really tough time with it. And uh, one of my childhood friends was like, you know, why don't you come out fishing? I uh, grew up close to Charles River. So uh, we went out in the kayak. He had like an extra sit-in or my dad did. I can't remember. And uh, we just had a few beers and kind of relaxed. And it was awesome. And uh, then my sister wound up passing later on. And, uh, I really, uh, you know, it was a dark time when I lost my mom, I went down a bad path for a little bit and, uh, I wasn't going to do that when my sister passed. So I tried to find something to focus on. Uh, I found kayak fishing and it, uh, it became my church, became my happy place. Uh, when that hook hit the fish and you felt it and you hook set and you realized you were on that dopamine rushes to your head and you're I found out nothing else matters in the time that fish gets to the boat and then uh in 2018 I found tournament angling and uh it became even bigger because now it was in that eight hour day tournament nothing else mattered but getting that fish, getting it in, and uh, it just became therapeutic to me, man. Damn, dude, I appreciate you being uh, open and honest because that's kind of that's my story a little bit. You know, uh, you know, you're sorry for your losses and things like that, and sorry that we had, we gotta go through that shit sometimes. But uh, you know, when I got out of the military, you know, I had a good stint. You know, twelve years, a lot of deployments, and then uh, you know that was my life for the longest time. And then uh, you know, all of a sudden, like my knees started going out on me, and they're like, "It was Sergeant Smith. We don't think you can do this anymore." And it's like fuck what, the, what, am, what am i gonna do after this you know and so you know i get out yeah. and i go through the whole uh you know transitioning and you know I, I fit in here don't fit in there i'm doing all right here i'm struggling over here and then you know i needed something and i just you know one day it was like my you know my 32nd birthday or something like that i'm like i'm gonna you know I, you know somehow i found you know found out about kayak fishing and i said hey i want to try this out and my wife bought me a like a 600 hundred dollar pelican or whatever and i went out there mm -hmm. and i hooked my, my first small mouth ever on a kayak oh. and it was a it was like an Ontario Lake smallmouth lived by the Lawrence St. Lawrence River. And I'm like, oh shit! Ooh. Like, I, I, I just found something. You know what I mean? It was yeah. an accident. I was like, I don't know what I threw. I threw like a jerk bait or something like that. I don't even know how to work a jerk oh. bait at the time. And I hooked it. And I was like, holy shit! This is what I want to do. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, you know, yeah. I find I find tournament angling. Next thing I know, I went from that 600 boat to a three thousand dollar boat. Mm. I got 20 rods. I got an arsenal of shit. And then you know, like my oh. whole life. You know, besides that time, I, you know, I get into my family and things like that. You know, my, my responsibilities is dedicated to kayak fishing. There's something about it, like the uh, the tug, the uh, the adrenaline rush, the dopamine that you say, the uh, the planning, the putting it on the line and traveling across the country to go possibly just lose lose everything that I invested into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's the rush that I get, and I, I understand completely where you're coming from. And it's so humbling too, because dude, every day 
is different. Just because you made a name for yourself and you did good, it doesn't mean you're going to keep doing good. This is a sport where you can go from zero to hero and back to zero, and you got to earn every day of it, and it's amazing. What's good, though, it's like, you know, you know, cash your checks, great. You know, obviously that's what we want to do. But there's other, there's these other victories that I find, in, you know, in kayak fishing that, that I really cherish, like, you know, you know, getting a limit on a hard day or, uh, you know, or catching that, that one, you know what I mean? Like, just like, it's like just because you don't cash a check doesn't mean there's not yeah, these, these little is, victories that keep you going. This has been my uh, fourth year in KBF. Uh, this is my first time ever placing in the money. Yeah. Uh, so uh, believe me, I know, man, there's been so many tournaments. Like you drive 10 hours for and you just grind out a limit. You didn't win. You didn't do, but you feel so accomplished. Yeah. You're like, yes, I can do better. I know I can. Or somebody has a bad day and you beat somebody who's a big name. And you're like, oh my God, I beat them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can keep beating them. Like it's. Well, you think even things like little like you know when we were doing George and like you know it's like the worst time to fish Lake George in like August when everything is it's such a deep lake and like you know I caught two fish on a drop shot on day two because like you know I struggled day one I'm like all right I'm gonna drop shot all day and you know I mm-hmm. figured out how to use my electronics and I figured out how to drop shot and I caught two fish they weren't anything big they were they were just you know twelve and fourteen inches and I'm like. You would have thought when I came off that water, you would have thought that I won that motherfucker. You, I, I was so excited. I was just like, "Yes, I could drop shot." You know what I mean? It was so, like it was one of the best feelings in the world. I can't remember if it was before you showed up or after you showed up to uh, meet at when we were having dinner because we had sat down. And you had walked in and seen us. Um, we were talking about. I had been there the year before. Traveled with the same person. Traveled up with John Ferreira. And John Ferreira did amazing on a drop shot. I had never fished drop shot before. Lake George was my first place fishing it. And I skunked hard that day, man. Yeah. And uh, we went back up there the year. When was that? Last year we went up yeah. there. And, uh, dude, we went out pre-fishing. And I put up 84 inches pre-fishing on the drop shot. And I remember sitting at an, I mean, tournament day came around. I put up 25 inches. I my bite changed but uh i remember sitting at dinner the night we saw you and being like dude i i don't even care like this is amazing i came up here and couldn't figure it out last year and i figured out a bite this year right yeah lake george is one of those lakes that like it doesn't matter how you like to fish lake george is going to tell you how you're going to fish that (laughs) (laughs) it's just one of those lakes man like i wanted to fish shallow and i found grass and she just did not give a shit. She's like, you're going to take your ass out deep. You're going to look at electronics, <laughs> and you're going to find fish. <laughs> Dude, I would have never thought to have fished 40 feet deep until uh, Lake George. And then right. it's like, oh, no, I didn't even know they went that deep. <laughs> so, dude, uh, four years, first time in the money is, you know, on a big event, you know, uh, Pickwick. Uh, you know, I want to hear a little bit about it. Um, you know, I know, the, you know we, we, we know the same crew. I know the Motley crew that you travel with and hang out with. Uh, you know, uh, it was a short in crew this this trip. It was actually uh me, Ken, and Joe Dedeo all oh, drove yeah. down in one car, and uh, we got down there and we looked at the map. And of course, like everybody else that watched the elites, we checked out the tail races, and uh, that current was crazy. That's so, what I wanted to ask you about because I was looking at uh, 
you know, Chris we didn't, Fisher we didn't even launch, man. We didn't yeah. even launch. We just, we looked at it from shore and was like, yeah, nope, not happening. <laughs> well, what, what, so, body, uh, what did you end up fishing? Cause I know there was three options. I wound up on Wheeler. Okay. Um, I found a Creek on Wheeler and, uh, we wound up pre-fishing it Friday and, uh, I found, uh, underwater structure, uh, uh, and it was by two secondary points. It was all in like one cove. It looked like a good area. And pre-fishing, I rolled in and uh, I threw Chatterbait up there and uh, pulled the 1750 first cast. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, pitched it back in second cast, got a huge thump, shook it off, didn't set hook. Pitched back in there a third time, got a huge bump, shook it off. And I was like, oh. This, this might be something. I left it alone. And, uh, I went out and I tried to find a, uh, you know, second game plan. And I found some secondary points and I was lining myself up in nine feet of water, casting it over the point, bringing it back. And when it hit like five feet of water, they were attacking it. So I was like, all right, I think I can do this. And I put up like 84, 86 inches pre-fishing and, uh, Went back and, you know, Joe did all right there. And uh, Ken had trouble finding bite. And Ken, Ken even said, he was like, I think we should go somewhere else tomorrow. And I was like, dude, I think I can do it there. Um, it was a special weekend for me. It was uh, my sister's birthday weekend, actually. First time I've fished not at her grave for her birthday. So uh, I don't know if it was that or what, but I just had a huge gut feeling. Like nothing stronger, and I was like, "Dude, I, uh, I think, I think I can do it there." And you know, we kind of went back and forth for a little bit. I mean, Ken, Ken knows his stuff. That man's been the money quite a bit, and uh, it was my first time really fishing down south. So he was like, uh, "You know, you got a Massachusetts mindset. You're not going to win it there with eighty something. Do you honestly think you can put up over 90? And uh, I looked at him and I was like, dude, I really think I can put up over 90. And he was like, I tell you what, I'll give you the shot. If it sucks, we'll go somewhere else Sunday. And I was like, all right. Uh, so Saturday morning rolled around. Um, I went out there. Uh, of course, Friday night, I got news. Uh, one of my buddies passed. And all morning, I was like, I just need to get out on the water and fish. I need to, uh, I need to get my head off stuff. I need to fish. And uh, launch came. I went immediately to that underwater structure. I took off. And uh, I pulled up on that. And, man, 6.30 rolled around. About fifth cast in, I hit an 18.25. And I rolled out of the cove. I took the photo. I didn't want to disturb the spot. I came back in. Three casts later, I pulled an 18.75. I rolled out. Took the photo. I came back in. About five casts later, I pulled an 18.50. Rolled out. Took the photo. Came back in. About, I don't know, six casts later, I got a uh, 17.50, 17.25. And I was oh, like, oh, my God. I mean, it wasn't even, I want to say it was the first hour I put all those up. And, uh. It was, 
uh, my adrenaline's pumping. I actually called John Ferreira because he was giving me updates on how I was doing. We had come up with that game plan before the tournament started, and uh, he was going to update my father as well. So I called him, and my heart's pumping. I'm shaking. I'm like, dude, I need you to calm me down. I'm like, I'm on a bike. <laughs> And he like checks fish and chaos and he's like, dude, you gotta breathe. He's like, you gotta breathe, you gotta put your head down, and you gotta go get a limit. He's like, you get a great start. And I'm like, all right, all right. And uh, I hang up from him and I go to an island and uh dude, I threw it up on shore and I caught a twenty-two. And here's where the story gets crazy. Here's where the story I'm so excited, dude. Hold on, hold on one second. All right, carry on. So this isn't this isn't the twenty-two we get excited about. This is where the plot thickens, and unless you were there and you heard me say it amongst us in the top ten, I had caught a twenty-two. I put him on the board, and he jumped the board, man. No. I watched his tail go over, and uh, dude, it was it was devastating. Um. I called John Ferreira. I was like, dude, I just blew this tournament. I uh, That was fish to put me in the money. I said I was going to do it for my sister and my buddy, and I, I just blew it. And John was like, don't worry, man. They schooled together down there. Put your head down. You can do this. And I'm like, all right. And, uh, I rolled off the island. I threw into a uh, like, piece of wood in the middle of this cove and Pulled out a 16.75, filled my limit. I'm like, all right, whatever, I got a limit. I'm in second place now. I knew it wasn't going to keep me there. So uh, I roll onto these trees, and there's a couple of laydowns, and there's a bass boat coming at me too. And it had like two kids who were like 20, 20 mid-20-ish, 20 I don't know. And uh, – I was like, hey, guys, I'm in the tournament. There's money on the line. I'm actually in second, and I got a shot at doing this. Do you mind if I fish this shoreline? And they were about three trees away from me, and uh, they were like, no, dude, you can have the whole cove. And they pulled their trolling motor up, and they left. Like, dude, I've never had somebody be that gracious. Yeah, because you're, um, you're from Massachusetts. You've never seen that kind of kindness. <laughs> no, nah, dude, we get yelled at that, you know, we want to catch big fish too. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, all right, awesome. Uh, dude, I get to the second or third tree. Uh, the last two were closest to them, so they would have gotten it first. And first cast in there, dude, I pitched it up in about six inches of water, and it got rocked so hard it just bumped the biggest amount of slack into it. Reeled down, stood up, set hook, and I just felt the head shake. And I was like, oh, my God. And I backpedaled. I got him on the board, got the photo. It was another 22. So I got the photo of a 22. I had broken my PB twice in about 20 minutes now. Um, And I called John Ferreira back. And he was like, talk to me. And I'm like, dude, I just got a 22. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right, we're in this. Like, come on, dude, you got this. And they went on a little bit slower. Uh, I had trouble calling after that. I wound up getting one more 18.25 on the board. And uh, I finished the day off with 
95.75. I remember just coming in. and I mean, my my PB before this was 20 and a half. My uh, year-long PB, like my best five for the year, was 94.75, and I had just beat that in a day. And I came in, you know, Ken and Joe were there, and uh, I just I broke down. I looked at them and I was like, I did it for my sister. Um, I said I was going to do this on her birthday weekend. Like, you know, I started crying. I hugged them. And it was actually awesome. We were leaving the uh, ramp to head to the award ceremony. And uh, those two guys who gave me the uh, tree were pulling out of another ramp. And they were in their boat, like, getting stuff ready to drive away. And I drove past, and I leaned out the window, and I was like, thank you, guys. And they were like, did you win? And I was like, third place. I got a six-pounder off that tree. And both of these guys just threw their arms up. were like, yeah. Like, they were so pumped. We were dying laughing. Like, we had never seen somebody so amped for somebody. They had no idea who they were. <laughs> right but dude it was uh it was just such an amazing day and i uh i it still doesn't feel real uh third place and tied for uh well came in second he caught his first but tied for big bass with a 22 inch dude can't even put it into words <laughs> yeah i don't even know if i want to make you try but i mean like you know i've been in this for a few years and like the sport's tough man like we just like when you first start off, like you just get your ass beat. Uh, no, like it's a every grind. time you try, like, like, <laughs> like so much failure. It's like, I mean, like, and like these stories like this are kind of good for me because like there's just so much bad days. And, and I, I know people, like, there's no such thing as a bad day in fishing. Bullshit. Not when you're tournament fishing. <laughs> a lot of bad. A lot of bad days in tournament not, fishing. Not when you drive ten hours and you know spend a grand on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like I don't. I hate. I hate when people say that shit because there is a bad day in fishing. But it's like, oh yeah. But it's just one of those things. Like, you do things long enough, you figure things out, and good things are gonna happen. I mean, it's just like mm. I'm not saying we're gonna be the best in the world. I'm not saying we're gonna be the, you know, Russ Snyder or Kevin Van Dam or anything like that. I'm just saying like, you Dude. know, it's. Good, mo- good moments come if you're if you're patient and you're you know and you and, and you and you put your head down and and you, and you keep going. You know what I mean? I gotta say, man, you brought him up. Russ Snyder's came in the eighth that day, and uh, he walked into that award ceremony. And I know he knows the Tennessee River very well. And he sat down in front of us, and I go, "You're Russ Snyder's, right?" And he turns around and he goes, "Yeah." And I go. Man, I was fucking worried about you all day long. I thought you were coming. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He was like, congratulations, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, you know what's really funny? Like, here we are. Like, we're, like, so stoked that you got third place. You know I, mean? <laughs> I think of that, like, that Facebook meme where it has, like, the guy. It shows a picture. Of, oh, like, and he's popping champagne. <laughs> bottles. You're kissing the girl. And then it shows him on third place. <laughs> <laughs> You know, cause it's all because you know people don't understand. Like, you know, like, like, why is he so excited? He got third place. Like, you don't know what this guy's been through over the years. You don't know how oh. many t- how many trips he's made, how many times he's gone gone home, like not feeling like he accomplished anything. And and, to, and a third place finish in my eyes is just as good as the first place finish on the right day. You know what I mean, dude? It was awesome. And then like when I did the math and realized that twenty two that jumped the board. I would have had first place. So in my mind, dude, I know I came in third, but in my mind, I was like. Holy shit, I had the winning bag. 
Like that fish was on the board. This is crazy. And uh, it was even cooler. Joe uh, Dedeo placed ninth. So uh, one of the guys I traveled down with, we both got to go up there together and get a big check and take photos together. And that was an awesome experience because me and Joe were both rookies the same year. And uh, it's I've known him ever since I started KBF, so it's been uh, it's been fun to fish with him, be able to go up there with him and get a track. So let me ask you, like, what do you think? Like over the years you've been doing this, what were the things that you think that you finally were able to put together? Or, or you know, like, I'm not saying like we got we got so much more fishing ahead of us. But I'm saying like yeah, like you you, you figured something out um, and and you had the confidence to do it, you had the confidence to stick with it. You know, you look you look Kim Wood in the eyes as someone who knows fishing very well, and you're like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here and I'm I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it here. You know, like, it's like what what have you learned to kind of help you get to where you're at? Because uh, um, hopefully hopefully we just keep getting better and better. But like you know, I th- I feel like you might have had a breakthrough or you just figured something out. You know. I really started to figure out offshore bites in the past few years, you know, not just crushing the bank. Yet. And I think that came in huge here with that underwater structure I found and pulled three out of five of my keepers off. Yeah, man, I mean, two years ago, I would have never thought about that. I would have been just riding the bank. You know, power power moving, not even staying on a spot. Like if I caught one fish on it, I'd think there were no more there and just keep going. Right. Um, I really learned uh, John Ferreira actually in the past few years uh, really taught me how to break down a graph and teach me how to offshore fish. That kid's a hell of an offshore angler. And uh, Mark, mark my words, what he did in Kissimmee, man, that kid's a threat to come. And I'm happy he's taught me a lot and we fish together a lot. And uh, I went and bought a new graph this year. I got a new paddle kayak instead of paddling. I spent three years in a feel-free paddling. So uh, I went out, got a new wildy, um, had the new fish finder with mapping and waypoints and all of that just played a huge mix into it. I mean, pre-fishing and everything, I was able to go around and, map out everything and mark fish and i mean you can even mark different color fish so i had it like red for fish under 17 inches blue for fish over and to be able to go home friday night and like look at that and be like all right so this is where i'm gonna focus this is where i was finding my bites what does this have in common it uh it all played a huge role in it it took four, took four years to get there, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, there's still a long way to go, but right. uh, let's let's not forget the luck value that came into yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I, I, don't care what, I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. There's always a little bit of luck when it comes to because uh, oh. because I tell you what, skill didn't put that 22 inch fish there. there was, <laughs> no, no, man. Let alone two of them in the same cove. That believe me, I fished that lay down pre-fishing and. The way that thing hit it the second it hit the water, he was not there yesterday. <laughs> so, but uh, it was, dude, it was just crazy. And uh, also, uh, I want to thank Fresh Baits. Uh, dude, I was throwing this scorpion in, on the back of a chatterbait, and I have a strong belief that sometimes when these things come out and fish have never seen them, 
They're like, what is that? And just eats them. I've been fishing these things for three years, and I've been catching some big ins on them. Usually the ones I get on them are bigger than the ones when I'm not throwing it as a trailer. This thing, uh, it's got six legs, a tail, and two claws. And I swear to God, man, check them out. Uh, it'll, it almost, to me at least, feels like it triples the vibration on that jackhammer. Okay. So and you definitely use the jackhammer. You're one of those guys that believes in the power of the jackhammer. Oh, absolutely. I, I, right don't, now, like, I, I don't fish I, any other chatter. I believe in the jackhammer, but I'm, I, I should you not. Like uh, I went out yesterday or the day before, and within like 30 minutes, I lost three jackhammers. Um, oh, dude. Did, I, had I had to, like I, I changed like because you know like I was I was messing around. You know I was like all right, let's try fishing fluoro. You know we'll put it on fluoro because everyone's talking about fluoro, and I'm like all right. I'm a straight braid guy when it comes to uh, my chatterbaits. I just love that. I love oh, that yeah. vibration. I love that. I love the uh, the sens- you know sensitivity. And I trust. Mm-hmm. I trust braid, especially because I, I throw chatterbaits everywhere. I throw it yeah. in the uh, wherever you know wherever I can get it. I'll, I'll get it. And you know, I lost three like first thing in the morning. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And so, so I for first I had to order three more chatterbaits because you got to replace the ones you get. And that yeah. was almost what pockets hurt. Five dollars, <laughs> you know, for three for three lures, and then I, I bought. Some more braid, and I'm gonna stick to what I know because, dude, I can't lose those things. I mean, that is that's crippling. Dude, I had a Taunton River tournament. Um, God, when was it? Two years ago, three years ago, somewhere in there, and they were biting the chatterbait. I placed fourth. It wasn't in the money. It only played top three, but uh, dude, I lost six jackhammers in that river that day and i remember like on the ride home going i was one spot out of the money and this is back before you know we had discounts or anybody had discounts or any of that and before i knew about tackle warehouse and all that so dude, i was paying 20 dollars a pop like yeah. and i was like i just lost six of these things like not only did i pay to lose but I just lost like an extra what one forty on top of it. Like, I didn't just lose; I lost. You know? Yeah, like I just I just lost double what it cost me to enter this tournament in lures. Like, was, I was it, so it was defeated. So, it was it was to the point where like I'm never buying another jackhammer again. It's like I immediately got up there and I started looking at the elites, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, stop, think about you know. It, I mean, like honestly. You know, like I know, I know, I lost one to a pickerel because you know, like I, it hit and then it just snapped mm-hmm. off, and I'm like, okay, that was a pickerel. Uh, yeah. And the other one, the other one, I lost to a, uh, I don't know, a branch or something like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other one, I don't know what happened, but I just I launched it, and that was it. It, it just it just Dude. went, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like looking like this, I'm like, holy shit, there it goes. I mean, if it's if I was if I was going for like casting distance, I want a gold medal that day. You know what I mean? Because the thing. So- went, I actually got super lucky uh, down in Alabama on Saturday. I only had one color left because I broke off and lost one, but I had an extra one. So I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it. It's getting hit. This before I got my last 1825 of the day. Dude, it was the only color I was getting hit on. And uh, I go to throw this thing, and I don't know if it wrapped around or what, but this thing went, phew, gone. And right towards the point, and I was like, oh, thank God they dropped this lake four feet. Yeah. And I go pedaling over, and sure as shit, it's in like a foot of water. And I'm like, nice, I have my NRS boots. I jumped out the kayak, went back and retrieved it. 
tied it back on. I think it was like an hour later. I caught the eighteen two five, and I was like, I am so happy I lost that on a point and not in like forty feet of water. Yeah, dude. But I mean, like, but I mean, I like, I love the, I love the, uh, the jackhammer, especially because I figured out because I'm, I'm starting to do a lot more offshore fishing, and I got mm-hmm. a hold of the, uh, you know, the one and a quarter and a, and a three fours, and you can't find mm-hmm. any other chatter baits that heavy in any other, uh, any other model that I know of, and so like, it's, I get it, I understand why. I just, I just. Oh, it's yeah. so, I don't do swim baits for that same reason. You know, everyone got those big swim oh. baits. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm not paying for a swim bait. I don't own a single swim bait. I'm the same as you, man. I I can't I can't spend. I'm, that a, I'm, 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 a, I'm an economic fisherman. I, got, it, it's yeah. be <laughs> I still got to work for a living, man. I I can't I can't be doing that. <laughs> that's that's an hour of my life gone. <laughs> right. Well, cool, man. We'll wrap this thing up soon. But I, you know, I definitely want to because you know third place is good. The seat, there's still plenty of season left. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I feel like me and your season is really about to start uh, uh, here yeah. in, in the next month because we got the uh, elite kayak fishing. Which, if you're if you're a northeast person and you're not doing that, are you really from the northeast? Uh, wow. and, and do you really like to kayak fish? Uh, that you know, those, those are the questions that I got to ask people. But uh, we got that, that coming up. I mean. Yeah. That one's tough for me. Uh, the problem is, man, I work a lot, so I'm trying to pick and choose. Uh, I, I was already saying to Ken, I'm like, dude, if I do Cayuga and stuff, it's going to be like, thank God it's four hours away. And, I mean, I'm going to get out of work Friday and yeah. drive up, sleep at a boat ramp, and let's see if we can put a bag together. <laughs> like, but, but, you know, These tournaments are good, though, because – they're going to have like the best people in the Northeast there. I guarantee you, uh, yeah. uh, you know, obviously your crew is going to be there. I imagine Matt Conant and uh, Brundle are probably going to be there. And I know a few uh, people probably come up. Yeah, but I'm just saying these are, look, I, I, I love KBF. And I love Hobie, but you guys waited too long to come up to us. Cause now like we got some smart guys up here. who have been doing tournaments for years now and they figured it out. And like they put together an awesome schedule and dude, I, I feel like it's gonna be fireworks. Dude. People down there. I mean, I know you see it in the KBF groups. They've always said Northeast just can't catch fish because we get the winners and everything. Dude, you break it down. The last three rookies of the year in KBF all live in Massachusetts, every one of them. Look at how many times Northeast has made the tent. Look at Yeah, I was about to say, when you look at the tent house – yeah, 30% of them are from the Northeast. Yeah, dude, they're, they're always around. They yeah. are always around. It's uh, not that, but I feel like, especially in KBF, like the Northeast is using KBF as like an ATM machine. Like, it's just like, oh, dude, it was. I can't tell you how many texts I got Saturday, like keeping it in the Northeast. Like, just so many. I mean, even. Even Mark Edwards from West Virginia was like, Northeast still in the money every time we're here. <laughs> but yeah, but back back to like, what, what's the rest of your season going to look like? What do you uh, what do you plan? Do you already have it written out, or are you kind of like just pointed by ear? Because right now you did get you did you know you you got some points behind your name now. Uh, dude, it uh that one tournament. I mean that, and then Sunday Sunday I had a little bit of trouble. My rudder broke, so uh I was trying to hide from the wind. I couldn't put a limit together, but I finished like 35th. So my third and my 35th, dude, I'm already like top 60 for Angor of the year, top 70. So it's like, it's at that point, I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give it at least a shot. You know, it takes your best three tournaments. I don't even have a third yet. So, uh, 
actually, before we went down there, I won a free entry through a giveaway Chad was having for three random people that had already signed up for Pickwick. So uh, I got a free entry to Candlewood day one. So I'm going to be fishing Candlewood. Candlewood. You still got, uh, what, Virginia? Um, Yeah, Peconic. Uh, the East West Harbor in Ohio. East West Harbor. You still got like three more chances to improve that score, dude. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think I'm doing Virginia just because Cayuga's the weekend after, and then two weeks after that's Candlewood. So, uh, I will definitely be doing Candlewood, uh, probably Cayuga. You'll see me up at Masalonski. Um, that's Maine, right? Masalonski. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the only one of the uh, elite. That I'm not doing. I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna suck. Dude. Obviously, I'm doing Cayuga, but then I'm doing the, that, that 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 new one they just put that's down there in like the Pennsylvania. Oh Jersey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Jersey. one. And then I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm also I'm also going to New Hampshire because I, I need redemption on that lake. Uh, the oh, I'm I'm with you. I'll be at Winnie. I caught something like forty rock bass and zero real bass. So yeah, I'm ready yeah, for. We, we did that tournament there with KBF. What two years ago? I think like uh, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like like the pre-fish that I caught. Fucking huge ones, man! Like it was, crazy. <laughs> and like they were like quality fish. I'm like, this is, yeah. It's like at that moment, like that was like one of my favorite lakes in the planet. And like come, come game day, mm-hmm. I'm like, there ain't no fish in this lake. I'm going, <laughs> dude. You gotta try Messalonski. That place, yeah, dude. I, I, I might, monster, but it's, it's in June. Mouth. It's in June. Monster. I got. I'm doing the Hobie event in June. I'm doing a champion. Right. So I got a bunch of stuff going on in June. I got a, a few of my local tournaments up here. I'm doing a. Uh, like a St. Lawrence, like a Henderson Hart, like whatever. I'm busy in June, but yeah, you run the Slay Nation up there for, too. Yeah, yeah. So you you got a lot to juggle, man. Um, I got my first MAKB tournament actually uh, this weekend, catch them all brawl. So uh, that's a that's a no limit any fish over twelve inches. So uh, that one that one's gonna be a tough one, man. It's gonna take it's gonna be a busy day. 400 plus is my prediction. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, fit it in whenever I can. Uh, occasionally work asks me to travel and I got to go stay in hotels. Uh, so if that happens, I got to go do that. But uh, as of right now, I'm going to try and fish every weekend I can, even if it means going in blind. Nice. Well, cool, man. Uh, is there only one, before we wrap this up, the only one thing that makes fishing easier for you is just kind of your time to put in plugs where people can follow you, the people that support you, whatever you want to say, this is your moment. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for having me on the show, man. I mean, I've been, I've been watching this for a while. I know me and you have been chatting ever since we met up at George. So, uh, it's, it's awesome. The second you texted me was like, you want to do an interview Saturday night? I'm like in absolutely in um i want to thank uh fresh baits man i really think without your scorpion it uh it wouldn't have gotten done the way it did and uh they've been with me they were the first people that ever uh signed me to a pro staff uh i knew them back before they were even making soft plastics so huge shout out to them uh shout out dead fish gear out of uh at upstate New York, they're actually near you. Okay. Uh, they uh they got apparel, uh, pliers, you know, lures. Give them a, give them a look on Amazon. Uh, actually, the day before Pickwick, I became uh a part of the Hookset Hoodlums Pro staff. So uh, 
that was that was awesome to uh you know talk to them the day before and then do that we were all freaking out so uh shout out to them and uh shout out to john ferreira and uh the breakdown podcast be looking for me on there soon that one's gonna be a cool one it's gonna be sitting down with my best friend talking about that weekend yeah, I, can't, I, uh, I gotta check that out i didn't realize he was doing that but i'm definitely yeah. gonna check that out um, and then, uh, you know, everybody who helps, uh, make MAKB who it is, cause that's, that's really what got me started. Uh, Ken Wood, um, he always rents the houses and everything else when we travel, uh, Rocky Ledge, um, Tackle out of New Hampshire, uh, Radfish, um, Stretching Lines, uh, let's see who else. I know there's one more. Um, oh, and Old Glory Outdoors, uh, that's, uh, they're awesome. They came on board with MAKB this year and, uh, Joe's a wicked good guy. So that's, uh, that's about it. Besides that, check me out on Instagram. It's, uh, shags29chags. Well, cool, man. I really do appreciate you coming on. Congratulations. I mean, it's good to see people in the Northeast, but it's also good. Yeah, whatever. I love seeing people I know do good, especially guys I know who've been grinding and and losing and and, and the thing that all the struggles that we go through as kayak anglers, you know, trying to do this whole tournament thing. And so, dude, congratulations! Enjoy the win. Enjoy. I know you got some other podcasts going on. Have fun and ride it while it lasts. All right, dude. It's uh, it's amazing. It's uh, I'm gonna ride the high while it's here. You don't don't often get this when you're grinding, starting out in this sport. So, uh. Hopefully it happens more often. I mean, it's definitely something I could get used to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. You have a good night. I'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right, man. Thanks for having me on.